Magic Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Without Fears, Hermetic Podcast. I'm your host, Frater R.C. For more and exclusive episodes, visit magicwithoutfears.com. Thank you for your support. Karma, Chapter 12, of High Magic, How to Turn Your Lead into Gold, with Arissa Victor, a.k.a. Granny Rainbow. Equilibrium is the basis of the great work. Alchemical Aphorism. Karma is all about balance. Equilibrium is another word for balance. Equal refers to symmetry and partnership. Perfectly balanced partnership is exemplified in the relationship between Hakma and Bina. The yang, male, father, and yin, female, mother, on the tree of life. The secret to their happy rapport is Kether, the androgynous self. Kether, Hakma, and Bina comprise the three supernals, page 35. The two partners know their togetherness depends on a third aspect, the unity factor. Unity is highest at the top of the tree of life because it is one. The one self includes everything else, while the yin and yang opposites in us are always changing our always steady self makes it possible to create the stability we call good karma. A quick reminder to my dear listeners, when using Hebrew names, especially the Sephirotic tree of life names for spheres, I will occasionally change and do give different pronunciations. Obviously, Kether is not how a Hasidic rabbi Kabbalist would say it. They would say Keter, Hakma, Bina. However, these words in their pronunciations change a lot. In Ashkenazi Hebrew, for example, kether would be kesa. The tav, t letter, would be pronounced as an s. So there's been many forms over the centuries, if not millennia. In every duo, there is also a trio. Yin and yang make the tai chi symbol. Right and left halves compose one human brain. A mother and a father create a child. When all three parts of a trinity are fully functioning, peace, health, and creativity abound. As long as there is awareness of oneness, partners can function harmoniously. When humanity awakens to its oneness, we will have peace on earth. Peace is restful because there is no strife. 
But that does not mean there is no action. Quite the contrary. Think of great dancers who throw themselves off balance and then come back into balance with the greatest of ease. If they went too far off, they would fall down, but they understand the necessary counterbalance. They dance with trust in their abilities, excitement in the movement, and joy in their hearts. All humans have the ability to skillfully participate in the dance of life. A person who has inner peace can accomplish amazing things and still keep their cool because their yin and yang are equilibrated. They know how to balance work and play, give and take, rest and action. They have tamed their ego, which otherwise is off balance. A master who is always in balance has no karma. He or she never strays from the self, that unifying factor between yin and yang. Such a person is careful to keep their equilibrium, as described in the Tao Te Ching of Lao Tzu, page 5. Garbage in, garbage out, was at first a computer aphorism. You can't expect a computer to improve what you put in. You alone are responsible for what comes out. Over the years, humanity has seen how that aphorism also pertains to the way we live. We do out-of-balance actions. We should not be surprised at out-of-balance results. Now, we can take out the garbage and use a nicer phrase. Positive output equals positive feedback. All experience is life's feedback from our thoughts, feelings, and actions for which we are responsible. Karma teaches us to be aware of our responsibilities and to choose our output wisely. Then we enjoy the resulting benefits of pleasant karma. Karma is a Sanskrit word that means action and reaction. Every action causes a reaction. If, like Hermes Trismegistus, we become the unmoved witness of the mover of the great transmutation, we see that life is living itself through us, we realize we are not the doer. The self is the doer, and we are the witness. Quote, The ultimate goal of every human soul is reintegration with God and Creator, and the return to our beginnings requires balance. In Creator's infinite love for all souls, it devised a means whereby they could regain balance after becoming imbalanced by their free will choices. This means is known as karma. It is a misperception that karma is punishment for being bad or reward for being good. Karma is the scientific principle of cause and effect, whereby balance can be attained or regained. A preponderance of negativity creates drastic imbalance, and whether in one soul or the cosmos, the energy of light is what restores balance. A Matthew Message, 2011. The thing I appreciate the most about Matthew is how he looks at the very worst-seeming scenarios and sees the good in them. In this way, he teaches that there is always good to be found, whatever the circumstance may be. God and good have a lot in common. In the case of karma, we are to understand that it is a blessing, a very positive gift from the universe. The operation of karma brings us back into balance, however far we may go from our core center of balance, our inner fulcrum point, shifting the same distance on the other side, will bring us back into balance. And there's a lovely picture of a scale with the fulcrum in the middle. All the support we need 
to stay centered is constantly given by life, love, and love. No matter the situation or how the person is feeling or what they are doing, no matter who they are or what they believe, there is no judgment, there is karma, which is love in action. Karma sets things right and keeps the universe in balance. And below we have the justice card, the number 11 and the letter Lamed. Venus at work in Libra, it says. Tarot image from Boda, school of Holy Kabbalah and sacred tarot. 5105 North Figueroa Street, Los Angeles, California www.bota.org and they have a lovely correspondence course that's only 15 bucks a month I believe for weekly lessons that last years so I have a friend who has been doing it and it's fully consumed him and he loves it very much he was actually startled by how much it would engross his whole need for occult study a loving heart is the most trustworthy spiritual fulcrum point in tarot Major Arcana Key 11, Justice is portrayed as the love goddess, Venus, who is overseeing the operation of karma. The perfectly centered poise shown by Venus symbolizes the sum total of all action. In astrology, this key is connected to the Libra zodiacal sign of peace. The raised sword in the picture symbolizes the exaltation of Saturn in Libra, this means centeredness and evenness are a major feature of Libra, astrology's sign of peace and love. Saturn's energy is like a fulcrum, that central point where the two sides of a scale meet in perfect equality and balance. A minor arcana card that depicts the sweetness of equilibrium is the Two of Cups, in which a man and woman are toasting each other while a winged lion hovers above in the place of Keter, the one self. When the ego pulls us out of balance, we can surrender that small self to the true self. The world will respond in wondrous ways. The really fun part of karma is once you get into a groove of resting in your fulcrum point and putting out a steady stream of positive energy, the feedback from everywhere gets really nice. Difficulties and challenges still arise because those situations are needed for growth. Often, you are needed to help others, but be careful. Don't let anything take you off balance. When you know the universe is smiling on you and blessing you, nothing can upset your inner poise. Yourself is in charge. You are free to dance like the world card in the tarot, which is Saturn in astrology. The following email concerning brain specialist Dr. Jill Bolt-Taylor can help us realize that karma is always on the job. Both sides of Dr. Taylor's brain are fully functional. Dr. Taylor sent me a sign that I have hanging in my makeup room. It says, please take responsibility for the energy you bring into this space. And I ask the same thing in my home and at my companies. Thank you, Dr. Taylor, for that simple but powerful lesson. All life is energy, and we are transmitting it at every moment. We are all beaming little signals like radio frequencies, and the world is responding in kind. <laughs> Oprah Winfrey, 1954 to present, from the Internet. Another Aquarius. I'm not commenting much uh, since this... Uh, text by the lovely Granny Rainbow is, is self-sufficient. 
An untamed ego is a fear machine, unconsciously cranking out worry, usually going around and around in the same grooves. Unfortunately, the grooves are in your brain. The metaphysical studies are one way to create new, better, far healthier grooves. Dr. Taylor paid a price, a high price, for her new grooves, eight years of her life, but it was well worth it. See her tell her amazing story and watch an inspiring right and left brain waltz in a 19-minute video, video on www.ted.com. Matthew teaches that on soul level, we all agree to the karmic balancing that happens in our lives. Dr. Taylor's experience may have been karmic, but I suspect she is a brave soul who volunteered for her experience in order to move humanity forward on the path. Quote, I realized I had found nirvana. That means everyone who is alive could find nirvana. We can choose. Dr. Jill Bolt Taylor. How to keep your karma clean. Learn from your mistakes. If you have hurt anyone, contact them and apologize. Make amends if you can. And very important, change your behavior. Next, meditate on Tarot Key 11, Justice, for insight into karma. The woman with the sword of truth is Venus at work in Libra. She rules action, and the sum total of all her actions is perfect balance. Libra is the sign of personal relationship. When partnerships are balanced, peace and love appear. Next, meditate on affirmation number five from The Pattern on the Trestle Board by Paul Foster Case. Quote, I recognize the manifestation of the undeviating justice in all the circumstances of my life. If you feel any fear or punishment, remember that fear is a form of egotism. Then connect more deeply with your all-loving self. Undeviating justice always works in your favor, bringing you back into balance. Recognize when that happens and be glad. Next, if you are paying attention, your inner guide dance system will tell you when you go out of balance, so be aware of your feelings, which are responding to your thoughts. With awareness, you can correct your thinking when necessary. Next, use your heart as, a, as your fulcrum point. Don't bother asking your mind if you are in balance. You would just be stirring it up. The mind of a balanced person is peaceful. Be on the lookout for desires driven by egotism. You may get what you want, but if it throws you out of balance, it is not worth it. Next, think in terms of inner harmony. Check in with yourself to see if all parts of your being are feeling at ease and functioning well. If you spot a disharmony, bring more loving attention there. Never beat up on yourself. Next, think in terms of outer harmony with nature and all other people. If you spot a disharmony, ask yourself, how can I bring more love to this situation? Then fearlessly do whatever it takes. Next, remember that karma is your friend, helping you do the great work of inner and outer equilibration. Next, here's a checklist for contemplation. You may add categories if necessary. Be honest and compassionate with yourself as you assess your progress from time to time with your lead into gold checklist. And there on the left, it says lead. On the right, it says gold. gold. And we have fear, anxiety, worry. 
to confidence, trust, relaxation, manipulation, exploitation, into respect, consideration, selfishness, into see the one self everywhere, envy and jealousy, into appreciation, acceptance, belligerence and war, into peace and diplomacy, greed and avarice, into generosity and sharing, sloth and laziness, into creativity and vigor, rage and anger, into relaxation, composure, superiority, into equality, disdain, into empathy, gluttony, into moderation, pride, into humility, lust, into respect, lies, into truth. The Aquarian Age, Chapter 13. The picture of the star card with, of the number 17 and the Hebrew letter Tzadi, which means fish hook. Isis Urania, goddess of the Aquarian Age, the water bearer who reveals truth to humanity. BOTA, School of Holy Kabbalah and Sacred Tarot. The astrological sign of Aquarius is ruled by the planet Uranus. Often called the star goddess, Isis Urania is the patron of astronomy and astrology. Here in Tarot, Major Arcana, Key 17, the Aquarius card, she is shown pouring the healing waters of grace into humanity's psyche, the pool, and body, the ground. She's pouring, of course, from two vessels onto the ground and into the pool at the same time. She is the part of us that knows how to go with the flow. She also inspires us to create peaceful harmony, peaceful community, and reveals to us our star nation families. This heavenly woman's nakedness symbolizes truth and revelation. Key 17 depicts what happens in meditation when the Divine Mother unveils some aspect of herself to her devotee. Aquarius, the water bearer, is the sign of truth, conscience, and humanity. Urania's right leg is bent at a right angle to symbolize truth, that which is right. The water bearer has sometimes been depicted as male by uninformed artists, but the tarot acknowledges that the Aquarian age is governed by the very female Isis Urania. What a blessing for us fortunate souls who are getting to know her intimately as we enter the age of Isis and its prophesied time of lasting peace. The astronomical event known as the Age of Aquarius is caused by the procession of the equinoxes. This procession re refers to Earth's slowly spinning axis as it moves backward 0 0.042 degrees per year through the zodiac. Every year, the spring equinox occurs in a different spot in the wheel of the zodiac. This shifting focus enters a different zodiacal sign every 2,000 plus years, creating a whole new planetary energy. Earth is leaving the age of Pisces, which was sacrificial due to the ill will of controlling forces. The age of Aquarius is dawning, glimmering with newfound freedom at the cusp, the crossover point between ages. A prophetic song about the advent of the Age of Aquarius came out in 1967. It was created by Ragni, Rado, and McDermott, then popularized by a band called Fifth Dimension. What an appropriate name. Age of Aquarius was a bit shocking.
The age of Aquarius was not a well-known concept. People like myself who were delighted with the theory had few facts to prove it had any truth. Personally, I trusted my very wise teachers in this regard. Besides, there is a physical astronomical basis for the new age. Believing in a new age made my psyche, and therefore my life, much more enjoyable than it would have been had I held the thought that the world would end in disaster. It was obvious that major change would happen because things were not sustainable as they are. People would laugh and joke about the song, but must have secretly loved it because it never faded away. It's a great song. A new generation became very familiar with it. Prophecies were showing up from many different global sectors. The Mayan calendar winter solstice 2012 end date was widely known as the ending of the Piscean Age. The internet has been a major disseminator of the news that planetary peace is coming our way. And the time between the end of the age of Pisces, of course, and the actual being in the sign of Aquarius is still, I think, another 100 to 200 years away. So it's a big transitional period. As more and more people embraced the New Age, despite media disparagement, this song gained in popularity and acceptance. Now it is widely considered inspirational. Whole professional choruses belted out with great vigor. It is obvious to many that we really are witnessing the dawning of the age of Aquarius. All those who ascend with Earth will experience the truth of every word in this song. A line about the mind's true liberation is a reference to high magic. Dear reader, you may be living in the undeniable golden age as you read this, or listen, I guess. If you so, give thanks with all your heart for the salvation and ascension of our precious planet. If Mother Earth had not decided to take us with her through the alchemical refiner's fire of purification, we might be stuck on some other third-dimensional planet. Yoikes! I love Granny Rainbow. There's a stele from Egyptian of an Egyptian figure, the water bearer. To offer water is to offer life, it says. How to live in the Aquarian age. I love this chapter since I'm an Aquarius. Mars, Mercury, and Sun in the fourth house in Aquarius and conjunct. It's been a fun life. <laughs> yeah. Decide that you very much want to experience all the healing, beauty, and joy symbolized in the star card of the tarot. This means being a high magician who can turn lead into gold, meaning tears to laughter, anger to peace, and hatred to love in yourself and others. Next, treat Mother Earth with holistic and sustainable good manners. Next, do a daily spiritual practice that helps your soul blossom like a full-blown rose. It can be of yourself's very own invention, a mix of different styles, or a tried-and-true standard practice. Do whatever makes you feel you are deepening and progressing with your personal high magic. Participate in collectives and communities. Reach out to all people as brothers and sisters. Welcome our Star Nation families who have been indispensable to our liberation from the third dimension. Thanks for joining Granny Rainbow and I for another reading from her out-of-print High Magic, How to Turn Your Lead into Gold, Arissa Victor, Granny Rainbow. There's links below to find her work in used copies and other ways to support us. Please share this if uh, you can. And have a beautiful day.
I'm Granny Rainbow. Thanks for listening to my friend Frater R.C. read from my out-of-print book, High Magic, How to Turn Your Lead into Gold. Hermetic Science Enterprises is a publishing company based in Scotland, UK, that specializes in Western esoteric printed literature as well as educational videos. With various imprints under its belt, its roster consists of grimoire tradition literature, alchemical works, Golden Dawn tradition books, and the several texts and videos originally belonging to the philosophers of nature. Besides its downloadable videos and standard hardcover edition books, Hermetic Science Enterprises also produces beautiful and precious limited fine edition books that are true pieces of art. For more information to order any of its products, please visit www.hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. That's hermeticscienceenterprises.co.uk. And as a lot of you know, I've uh, talked with the publisher Lenny on the podcast before, including a six-hour epic uh, extended version on the Patreon, and uh, seen the fine edition of his new grimoire of Scott's Discovery of Witchcraft, which is only available for purchase up to 50 limited copies uh, till the end of May, I believe. So check it out now. HermeticScienceEnterprises.co.uk